0: Thanks for checking out the Bridge Podcast. It's not a mistake you found us. We pray God speaks you today. Check us out Sundays at 10 30 AM. For more information, go to sfbridge.org. All right. Um Derek came to me about a month, month and a half ago and said, Hey Bethany, do you want to preach our final um series in our at the movies and I instantaneously said yes and I knew what movie I was going to go with um I was really excited for this movie and I'm going to share with you a little bit why I was so excited about this movie um and I knew exactly what I wanted to talk about in this talking about this movie so if you have been with us the last few weeks you've noted that we've been at the movies and we have kind of run the gamut we have watched a little bit of Maverick we have watched some Sandlot. We've watched um, Remember the Titans. So if you um, have been here or if you have caught us online, we've really been, um, we've been using F words. (laughs) Sorry, like not intentionally, but like we were first, we talked about faith. Then we talked about fear. And then last week, Derek talked about failure. Um, So I am finishing out this week with friendship because I knew that it was something that I really um well I really felt that God put on my heart to share with you guys. So, um, the original Mrs. Eris goes to Paris. By show of hands, has anyone seen this movie? Oh, we've got like nobody. Guys, you are missing a good flick. It's fun, it's light, it's rated PG, so you can watch it with the kids. Um, could we just get a little bit more house lights? I like to see you all. I'm gonna make hello, welcome. Hi! Perfect. Okay. So this movie is a lot of fun. It is actually a remake of a 90s movie that I watched a lot as a kid. And like, who doesn't, like as a girl, like love dresses and just fun things and Paris and like romance and friendship and all those really good things. So I was so excited to see that they were making a remake of this movie. And so I like, was like, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to see it in theaters because I know it's going to be good. And so my sister and I went and we watched it in the theaters the day it came out because, you know, growing up in the same household, we both watched it and loved the original. And then yesterday I was like, okay, I need to watch, you know, I need to make sure that I'm, like, fresh. I'd watched it in July, but now I needed to watch it again. And so it was really fun. I was able to watch it with my sister and three of my nieces and my parents. And so it was just fun to just, like – back and chill and like watch and it's just a fun movie about this little old mop lady No, she's a cleaner and she goes and she like sees this Christian Dior dress and she is like I want one of those so bad and just her journey of making money to be able to go afford this dress and all of the adventures that she has in getting this dress it was a lot of fun so this summer in preparation for watching the new movie, I was like, I'm going to watch the original because it had been several years. And I knew that I loved it. And so you can watch the original on YouTube. And I cracked up and I texted my best friend the first thing after I watched that movie. I texted her and I said, yo. Okay, I didn't say yo, but this is what I said. I looked at them. I said, I just watched Mer- Mrs. Eris Goes to Paris. We cracked up at the original movie. She drinks, she gambles, she talks about all kinds of inappropriate things. Those feature family films really cleaned up those movies. So did anyone else, like, watch featured family films growing up? They were, like, edited, like the angel versions. And so, like, I was like, oh, my goodness. She gambles. That's how she gets some of her money. She goes to the pub. It was was just funny. So then my best friend's response was even better. She's like, oh, that is so funny. She was like, those crazy Mormons. I just thought it was really funny. Like, it was just cute. Like, the Mormons, they they did these feature family films, and they edited them. But it was just fun. So I just really enjoyed watching this movie. And one of the biggest things that I took away from this movie is friendship. And so tonight, today, I'm just going to talk to you guys about friendship and why it's important and what the Bible says about friendship. And it's going to be good. This spring, we took a poll with the youth group and... They talked about a lot of things that they wanted to see or they wanted to hear what they wanted um, us to talk about. And one of the largest things that they asked us to talk about was friendship. How do I be a good friend? How do I become a good well become a good friend? How do I choose good friends? And like, how do I make that a part of my life? And it was it was really interesting for me as I was diving into this. About the state of friendship in America, it's reported um, that one in three millennials says that they are often lonely. And the in May twenty one, the American Perspective Survey finds that Americans report having fewer close friends than they once did, taking talking to their friends less often and relying on their friends for personal support, so relying less on their friends for personal support, and I think it's so true. There's also some statistics about, like, post-pandemic, how our friendships have decreased. It used to be, like, we had, like, eight close friends, and now, like, post, um, it's, like, four. So friendships are something I think that we all crave and we all need, and there's a lot that the Bible has to say about it, so I'm excited to share that with you guys so I just want to share with you guys a little bit about my friends. And they have to remember, we're not young as we used to be. So this summer, I got a text message at about 7.30 on a Friday night from one of my friends. She was home, well, home, from Rhode Island. Her dad lives here. And she was like, hey, let's do a girls' movie night tonight. And I'm like, it is 7 o'clock. I am already in my PJs. You think I want to come to a movie? And all of a sudden, there was a flurry of text messages between there was four of us girls that we spent a lot of time together in high school. It was like the big flurry of like, okay, like, I'll grab popcorn. Okay, I'll grab, you know, chocolate chip cookies. Okay, I'm going to grab this. I'm going to grab that and all of these things. And it was just really, really fun. But I just laughed so hard because, you know, it used to be in high school and as a young adult. We'd be like, okay, just walk in the door. Um, Paul and Kathy are sleeping, so just be quiet. But this time around, it was like, um, just sneak in the door, be really quiet. The baby's sleeping, so like things have changed a little bit in our in our situation. But like it was just so fun. But like walking up to their house and like sneaking in that front door, I was like, this is just like when I was young, and it was like nine o'clock at night. But you want to know the big difference was. <laughs> We all were home by 11 because we have, well, they all have kids. So, you know, things are, things are different. Things are changing. Friendships change. And it's a lot of fun. And I really view friendship in two different ways. We have vertical friendships and we have horizontal friendships. So our horizontal friendships are our friendships that we have here on earth and here, you know, with other people that we know. And then we have our vertical friendship. So that's our relationship with God. And so I'm going to walk us through through a few things, just talking about our vertical and our horizontal friendships. So I'm just going to pray, and then we're going to get going. Dear Heavenly Father, right now, I just thank you for who you are and the things that you have done in our lives and the things that you are doing in our church and in our community. We thank you for that. I pray right now that you will just use my words to encourage and lift up and to inspire today. I pray that you will just be with us that you will just continue to show us how much you love us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So the first thing I saw when I was watching this movie, um, there's a scene where um, the main character, her name is Ada, she has gone and she has been saving all of this money, and something happens and she loses a part of it. And her friend Vi um, comes over. Vi is also a housekeeper. And they have this really good friendship, and they had been friends for a really long time. And she was like, okay, um, it's okay. We'll still go, and we'll still – she comforts her, and she says, Ada, it's going to be okay. We're going to go to this party, and we're still going to have fun because that's what it's all about. It's like us being together, and they're still going to have the best time. And I just thought it was so great how friends comfort us. Proverbs 17, 17 says, a friend loves at all times, and a brother is born in a t- for a time of adversity. And then Romans 12, 15 says, rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. Our friends are one of the ways, are the first people that we go to when we have situations that come up in, in, in when things happen. Um, Today this week I took an informal survey among our um, staff about who do they go to when they have a situation in life. And we all fell very much into the categories um, that the survey that I was reading went with. So Derek and Meg, the first people that they went to was each other as their spouse. I always, well, generally go to my best friend. And Riley went to his parents. So we were all very, like, statistically, like, where where we should be. So we're all normal. So woo, we'll go normal. <laughs> um, I have the added bonus of having like the world's greatest best friend. She is funny. She is super smart. She's also a nurse, which means not only does she get my crazy questions like, um, should I take this job? Was this a stupid decision? And medical ones. <laughs> so this is where um, you guys get to know a little bit more about me. And about my life, because I'm going to share some things that I don't usually talk about, but I'm going to share with you all. So be prepared. Um, That makes it sound so bad. First of all, I want to tell you, I am okay. Um, But this spring, I had a cancer scare, and it was really scary. But as my best friend is the nurse, she is the first person that I went to. And I was like, "Um, hey, dude, um, Heather... Um, Google told me I'm going to die. Pretty much what Google told me. And she looked at me and she said, "Bethany, you need to like think about this logically. Like, you are not that old. Like, you don't have a family history of like breast cancer. Like, don't worry about it. Like, go to the doctor. Be smart. Like, okay." And she was like, "Cause what's the worst thing that's gonna happen?" And I said, "Well, I could die." And she looked at me and she said, "No, girl." She's like. Things cut off, and she's like, "You have perky for the rest of your life. Like, you know, come on, that's good stuff." And so, like, she just she just brought really good perspective. Some of you are still catching up where we went with that. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) it's all good. So she just brought a lot of comfort to me in that moment. (laughs) I'm sorry, my mom is here and. (laughs) She and her best friend are back there, like, cracking up. Okay, so it was just, like, one of those moments. And I needed that levity in that situation, like, being really nervous. It took several weeks to get into a doctor because if you don't have a regular doctor that you go to, like, it takes additional time to be able to get in and see them. And then because of some other things, like, I, he was like, you know, your age. He's like, I don't see anything, but let's go ahead and do a mammogram like, okay, and then scheduling one of those out several weeks was really difficult. And, you know, so I kept calling my best friend. I'm like, this is really making me nervous, and this is really stressing me out. And she's like, it's going to be okay. She's like, you don't have anything to worry about. It's going to be fine. So then I went in for a mammogram, and, um, you know, they're like, if there's anything wrong, we'll let you know this afternoon. Well, two and a half days later, they called me back, and they were like, "Mm, we really see something that we're not super excited about so we want you to come in and have some additional testing and I was like you know your heart sinks I'm sitting in the parking lot of the movie theater waiting to go to a movie with Meg and I am like oh my goodness I'm going to die you know like all those things that are so like nerve-wracking and my I called my best friend I was like what what am I gonna do and she's like it's gonna be okay she's like this totally makes sense, like there's some other situations that were happening that I'll get to in a second that really like probably play into this, just relax, it's going to be okay, and so here I was, it took another like three weeks to get the, you know, the second um, mammogram and an ultrasound, and everything was fine, and it was such a relief, and she was like the first person I called when I was done, you know, I was like, everything's good, you were so right. And I think that's so great that we have those friends who comfort us. Like, it's so important that as friends we get to do that to each other. But the thing is, is God wants to comfort us too. So he, Jesus said that he would send the Holy Spirit as the comforter. So we can go to God with everything, whether it's big or whether it's small, and he is there for us. Um. So in this whole situation, I did not have a very good few weeks because I had made my original appointment to go see the doctor and on a Tuesday afternoon, on a Thursday afternoon, I was in a car accident and, like, somebody just pulled right out in front of me. I absolutely, like, I T-boned her. I was so grateful she didn't have anybody, like, riding in her car because it would have been a whole other situation. But I was on the phone, like, on speakerphone with somebody and I just remember like looking up there was like still like the smoke and everything from the airbag going off and I just really felt in that moment God tell me he said no matter what happens I have a plan and a purpose for this next season of your life and it's That was, like, hard to accept because, like, I didn't know what that next situation, that next season of my life was going to be. Was it going to be having to go through chemo and losing hair and just, like, like, ultimately going and dying and being with him? Or was it everything was going to be fine? I didn't know. But he knew. And it was such a comfort just to feel that, like, peace in that moment. And I think about how, like, because it was so long, you know, in between doctor's appointments and those things, like, that car accident kept me really busy in a very, like, there was lots of paperwork and things to do and looking at new cars and all of those things kept me so busy that my mind wasn't trapped on, like, the big C word and that big scare, so my biggest comfort in that moment was knowing that he held my future, and it was so amazing just to have that comfort, and that's how Like friends are, so friends not only comfort us; they go an extra mile. We have another. This lady wishes to buy a dress. Direct her to a suitable shop, the Samaritaine. Go. Please let me escort you out. No, 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 no! Hang on a minute. I've come miles. Saved every penny, scrubbing floors, and I don't know what, so I can buy this frock. A Christian Dior gown is not for pennies. Faites-la sortir, il m'est right. content. Bye. If you think I ain't got the money? There. Oh, là, là. C'est de l'argent comptant, Madame Colbert. Si, si chacun pouvait faire de même... Euh... Are you Mr. Dior? Oh, oh, oh no, I'm um, Mr. Fauvel, accounts. L- let me help you. Aujourd'hui, Monsieur Don nous révèle la collection de son dixième anniversaire. Rien ne doit perturber cet événement. Excuse me, cher, Madame, but it would be my honor to have you view the collection as my guest. There you are. See? Shall we? <laughs> Friends go the extra mile. They don't um, just sit there and wait and let ev- other things, you know, happen. They're willing to step in to a situation. So in that scene, she had been rejected. She, They didn't want her to buy a dress because they wanted to, you know, it was haute couture and everything needed to be perfect. And you should only be wearing this dress if you were, you know, the elite. But this guy stepped in and he said, no, like, let her come with me. I'll I'll take that, you know, blame. So real friends, like, they put work into their friendship. So friendship, it takes a lot of work, like any relationship. It is not something that's easy. It takes constant time and attention. So it's so easy to let life slip by and just get let busyness get in the way. So they talk about 1 in 10 people post-COVID. Have lost touch with the majority of their friends. And half of people have lost, like, at least half of their friends, like, since COVID. So it's really important that we build those friendships back up. So I think it's one of those things that we all struggle with is taking that time to really work on our friendships. We get busy. Like, if you're a mom, like, life gets really and it's not always easy and convenient to text that friend back. If you are working on, you know, promotions at work, or if you're working on landing the perfect job or finishing high school or all of those things, it's really important to take that time to put friend put effort into that friendship. Derek talked a couple of weeks ago um, about Mark Chapter 2, about the – who's the, It's a story about men who bring their friend to Jesus. I'm just going to read a couple verses for you. It's going to help if I go to Mark and not Matthew. So Matthew chapter 2, it says, A few days later when Jesus had entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. They gathered in such large numbers that there was no room and not even outside the door. And he preached the word to them. Some men came bringing him, a paralyzed man, carried by four of them. Since they did not get him, since they could not get him to to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus, digging through the roof and lowered him to Jesus. So I just think it's so amazing what these guys did. They weren't willing to let their friend just sit there and be in that situation, that struggle anymore. They literally took the time to, like, rip apart somebody's roof saying, hey, like, we need to get him to Jesus. They weren't willing to settle. They, like, dug in to that friendship. They they just pursued and were like, Jesus is the answer. Like, we have to get our friend to him. And I think it's so great. They weren't content to let their friend struggle. They pursued. They dug into that friendship. And I think sometimes, nope, I know. I don't think. I know Jesus is the ultimate example of this. John 15 says, My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for his friends. And Jesus of course is talking about himself there, about how he loved all of us so much that he was willing to lay down his life for us. But I do think that as an example to us, we should be giving of ourselves for our friends and really pursuing that. Jesus he came to earth, he was willing to die to be our savior and our friend. Being our savior is amazing, but like being our friend is personal. And that's where we get to focus and we get to rejoice because it's not just about, oh, God saved me, but God loves me. He is personal to me. So we talked about how our friends comfort us, how our friends go the extra mile. Now we get to talk about our friends bring out the best in us. We have one last clip. of vanity for us and our clients. In truth, I don't think the house of can survive. No, love, that will be a tragedy. You can't allow that to happen. Well, I, I have an idea, but it requires a new way of thinking. What, bossy boots in the way? Madame Colbert, she guards the temple. Well, she let a cleaning lady buy a Dior cam. Money talks. Yes, and you know what it says, so you have to do something about it. I know you can. You're ever so clever. You're the only one who believes. (laughs) How great is it to have somebody speak into your life and say, you are doing really good. You are doing awesome. You are exactly where you need to be. And that's what Ada does in this clip. She's talking to um, this accountant, and he has all of these great ideas on how to fix the business because the business is falling apart. And she was like, hey, you have the solution. You've figured it out. But now it's time to act on it. And throughout the whole movie, she saw the best in people. She really, like, encouraged people. And, like, people were inspired by her and all these really great things. So we need to be willing to be the friend that makes a difference in other people's life to take time to encourage and lift up all of our friends. Ecclesiastes 4 says, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help him up. But if two lie down together, they will keep each other warm. But how can one keep warm Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. This verse is used quite frequently in weddings. when it's talking about, you know, a man and wife, they come together and they have the Holy Spirit or, you know, God. And it's this great cord of all these things. But really, like, our friendships are that way, too. Like, when we can have friends that bring us closer to God, like, that's great friendship. That's Good friendship that's fun friendship and the thing is jesus wants the best for you like our christian walk is not about just standing still it's about growing closer to and more like jesus every day in the christian world we call this progressive sanctification it's a fancy way of saying like we are just aiming towards jesus and every day we are trying a little bit harder to be more focused on him, to be more loving like him, to be more passionate like he is. And I think that's so great. And that's what we should be doing as a church. We should be gathering together, becoming more like Christ. A few months ago, I received a Connect card, and I get to look through them all. And I was like, oh, I love whoever wrote this. They just said, Will you just pray for me that every day I will be more like Jesus? And shouldn't that be our prayer? Like every day to be more like Jesus, to love people more, to care for people more, to honor people more, all of those things which are so cool. Like let's be an encouragement to other people. Let's lift other people up because that is what we are called to do as the church. So I just have a few takeaways. We're gonna be a little short today, but that's okay. That's fun. The kids' team's gonna love me. Um, I always, I'm always like, oh, like it's almost time. Are they ready to go? So I just have two takeaways for us as we um, get ready to leave. First of all, horizontal. Build new friendships. It's hard to build friendships, but it is worthwhile. Did you know that one in five Americans meets their best friends at church? Can you say that? Can you say, oh, yeah, like some of my best friends I, I know from church? I think that's super great. I think it's great when, like, we have this ladies' Bible study and we're getting to know each other and we're becoming friends. That's awesome. It's great. But maybe there, you feel like there isn't a whole lot of people at our church that you can be friends with. Take time to, like, get to know them. Like, we have some really cool people in our church. That makes it, and we have some really boring people like me. No, I'm kidding. I'm like, don't make me talk in front of people, but I can talk to you, like, one-on-one all day long. So the thing is, let's make some new Friendships. We have some really great ways coming up of how we can do that. Join, connect. Nope, growth track. Join growth track. Um, To be honest, Pastor Riley said that we have a sign-up. I did not get that far this week. So I will put stuff on the website and on Facebook tomorrow if you want to join. There will be a link where you can just click and join. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to get to know each other well we're going to be able to have some fun to learn more about God, and it's going to be good. But join a connect group. Join a small group. We have a ladies' group. We have a men's group. We have some other groups that are coming up, and it's going to be fun. But maybe you're like, none of those things are for me. Come to our trunk or treat and hang out. Set up a trunk. Like, honestly, it's so true. Go on like Oriental Trading, $10. Bring some candy. It's going to be great. And just like talk to people. Just say, hey, how's it going? It's not that scary. You can do it. I know you can. But also cultivate friendships that you already have. Maybe there's somebody in your life that you are like, I have not talked to that person in a long time. This sermon prep made me do that to a couple of my friends. Because I was like, you know what? It's been a really long time. And just so you know, I called one of my friends this week and I was like, How are things going now that you have two kids since I last talked to you? So work on it. Now, granted, she she adopted, so like they came as a package, but like <laughs> it wasn't that long, but it had probably been a good almost almost a year since I'd actually talked to her. But like it was so fun to catch up and to hear her crazy stories about her seven children they are a busy household and they are lots of crazy fun but like take time to like text people back don't just be like that friend who's like oh yeah so and so text me just take the two minutes and text them back so work on those horizontal relationships but also work on your vertical relationship with god this week if you don't have a friendship with jesus already It's simple. All you have to do is say, Jesus, I want to be your friend. I know that you love me, that you came, that you died, that you want to take away my sins and that you want to touch my life. That's all it takes. But if you're already a friend with Jesus, how can you be a better friend with him this week? Spend some time with him. Open up the word. Read the word. Be blessed by it. Maybe it's you need to join a Bible study because you don't know exactly how to read the Bible come join us at the ladies Bible study ask Riley or Derek or Monica or one of us and we'll just, we'll want to pour into you, we want to make sure that your relationship with Jesus is strong and is growing spend time with him, pray speak to him give him your best so that he can make you better and he can bring out the best in you So would you guys just pray with me? Heavenly Father, right now, we just thank you for loving us and for um, being our friend. Right now, I just want to pray for the people who are lonely in this room. I pray right now that you will just bring friends into their situation, that they will just know that you love them and that you care about them and that you are willing to put friends in their path. I pray for anyone right now who doesn't know you, that you they will just come to you knowing that you love them and that you care for them and you're not scary. I pray for each and every person in this room that this week they will be able to see more of you, that they will be able to experience more of you, and that they will know how much you love them and you want the best for them. I pray right now that we will just have a great week, that we will just be able to honor you and everything we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This has been a podcast of The Bridge Church. Have a great week. Stop in Sunday sometime and visit. If you would like to give, you can do so online at sfbridge.org. Have a great week.